Hello, hello. My name is April Malone with Yes, I Work From Home, and this is the podcast. Today, I have my friend Michelle Zuspin with me. Michelle is in Texas. Thank you for coming today. Hi. So, hello. Michelle and I have met on Zoom. Like we, we're like Zoom friends, but we're not. We haven't been real life in person friends yet. Um, but I hope that we'll have the opportunity soon. Do you want to chat a little bit about what you're up to, Michelle? Where you're at, what you do, and how it's going? Sure. Um, well, I'm currently a, uh, in a transition part of my life and I am, um, transitioning to a new work at home position. I, uh, have been working from home since the pandemic started and, um, I was kind of forced into it, of course, like a lot of other people and, um, over time, I've decided that the company that I was working for just maybe wasn't a good fit for me. So I'm in transition to another uh, remote position and um, looking forward to the bright future. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, now, as yeah. things are kind of opening up a little bit, um, you know, as you're weighing your options, did you make a conscious decision to continue on in that work from home lifestyle or is that something that you just kind of fell into as you were job hunting? That is something that I wanted to continue. I do like the fact that I'm at home. I'm here. I'm a single mom. So um, the fact that I am not necessarily immediately available, but that I am present in the home when my daughter gets home from school mm -hmm. gives me a warm sense, just a warm feeling. Um, even if she can't get my attention right away because I am busy, the fact that I'm here, if the house were burning down, I'm sure it would be okay for me to step away from my position at that moment. So um, uh, the convenience, the savings of money, gas, time, wear and tear on a vehicle, I mean, there's so many reasons of why working from home it's even good for the environment and I'm, I'm big, I'm an environmentally friendly person as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, I just think overall it's just a good decision. Right. Um, I'm a social person. So for me to say I would want to be at home is something not everyone would believe me if mm -hmm. I said it. Mm -hmm. So they would be like, what you work from home? No. But um, it just, it works. I find other ways to be social. That's how I met you. <laughs> yes, yes. Actually, I really agree. I am so social that it can sometimes be a little problematic with um, workflow. You know, you know, they talk about the whole water cooler talk, and I would prefer to be talking at the water cooler all of the time at times. I remember just turning around and like chatting all the time with the lady behind me and she was much more introverted than I was. <laughs> and so I could tell that she was trying to focus and I was probably distracting her quite often. Um, so when I went home, I really missed that, that turning around and just being able to blurt out this funny thing that had happened on the way to work or something like that. Um, how long did it take you to kind of like settle into that, um, that aloneness that you have when you're at home alone and you said your daughter was off at school yeah she um well she when we first started out she was home they they didn't have in-person schooling at first yeah so for about two or three weeks she was at home and it was very very difficult because <clears throat> my position at the time i was on the phones 
So from the moment that I clock in, I'm literally on the phone. I get a 15-minute break, two 15-minute breaks, and a 30-minute lunch. Okay. And that was not time for me to make sure my kid is doing what she needs to do for school. Mm-hmm. So settling into being home alone, I guess, um, I don't know if I can really answer that because I've, I'm an only child. So being alone is something that I'm very used to. Um, not that I like it, but um, I think once I had my computer set up and my desk the way that I wanted it, I was settled in and that was enough. Um, being alone is not something that bothers me. Um, some people it does. I mean, do I prefer to be alone? No, not really, because I'm an extroverted person. I, I have a need for people. Um, but I would say maybe about a month or two till I was adjusted to the lifestyle. Okay. What about um, the fact that you're just on the phone all of the time and you're always talking? Did that help? Because is that what you were already doing when you were on site? Yes, that's what I was doing on site. Um, It does help. The days go by fast. Um, Your mind is continuously occupied. But at the same time, the expectations were still the same as they were when we were on site. So when we went home, you know, on site you have someone to cook your food for you. So it's like going to a fast food restaurant. It's right there. Boom. Oh, you eat. Yeah. Well, when you're at home, you got to prep your meal. So I only have 30 minutes, and 30 minutes goes by really fast. So, um, and 15 minutes is not really long enough. Um, yeah, I might not have very far to go, but during that travel from my office downstairs to my refrigerator, Um, there's multiple things that come and distract you along the way. And so um, it it made it, it, I I don't even think I could still adjust to the 30-minute lunches. The 15-minute breaks, it's like whatever. It was always fast to begin with before, but I think my biggest um, thing that I had a problem with is the lack of exercise, the mobility, just moving around and walking to the break area and because mm-hmm. it was a fairly large building and it just just walking there and getting that exercise and movement it allowed you to to just get the blood flowing and then yep. you come back and you're like okay ready to work and I didn't really have that yep yeah um even to go to the bathroom um I know when I was working on campus uh when I worked for Mayo Clinic it was you know, thinking about the the size of my house compared to how far we were walking inside of those buildings, those buildings were huge. And so just to come from the car seven blocks to the front door, through across the lobby, up into the elevator and across, you know, half of the building and then back to the bathroom, um, you know, you're walking a lot during the day. And when I got home and um, started working from home, I, I think at one point I just joined a gym. Um, but that was pre-pandemic and also pre-children and pre-marriage. <laughs> so, um, yeah, getting that exercise, um, we've we've actually started. I've noticed that my husband has been trying to sometimes at lunchtime just take a lap around the block. But um, you've probably had to think about how to prep your food differently. Did, did it change the way that you eat? I can't eat anything hot. It has to be cold and <laughs> fast so peanut butter and jelly sandwich I mean something just quick um I I just you know um 
I have tended to prep things the night before. Like if I want to slice an apple, I do it the night before. Um, things like that, just that way it makes it convenient. Because mm-hmm. when I when it's go time and lunchtime is over, I can't take food to my desk and okay. eat at my desk. Yeah. Um, because it, I'm on the phone. They're going to be able to tell those calls yep. are listened to, I'll get in trouble yeah. if I'm chomping away on the phone. So, um, yeah, I, I, I definitely did have to plan ahead, mm-hmm. being that I'm working from home, which you would think you'd be planning less. It's almost <laughs> like you're packing a lunch like you would be if you're going into the office. <laughs> Correct. But what I would do is I would just get lunch there because it was cheap. It was mm-hmm. fast and it was really good, and I loved their stuff. They had the best mm-hmm. cookies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So um, when, you're, when you're alone and single, um, you know, or you have your daughter, just two people, uh, you cook differently when you, when you run out of your, um, or what am I trying to say, when your food expires so fast. Like, I remember growing up in a family with nine brothers and sisters and just a billion people in the house, and a loaf of bread would last about half a day. And we just go through, you know, and when I started working from home and living by myself and not leaving and, you know, whatever, just being there, I didn't realize how fast bread can mold <laughs> and just little things like that. And so, yeah, having to try to like totally rethink the way that you um, prep your meals is, is a big deal. Do you ever do like a big weekend um, cooking thing and then like put things into partitions or freezer bags or anything like that? Not really. Um, I get off with enough time for me to make dinner. Um, you know, my bread is always in the refrigerator. Okay. It's cold bread. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> except for maybe the first few days. Um, but, yeah, bread takes a while for us to go through it. Um, but, you know, um, I, I just don't – I don't – I usually go grocery shopping every week mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, every two weeks and buying a lot because stuff does expire. Right? So yeah. Um, it's just the way that I do things now, you know, um, my daughter still goes to school, so it's not like both of us are eating at home all day. It's just Mm -hmm. basically one meal. And then I just try to get some snacks and stuff to eat throughout the day, nuts or whatever on break and then an apple at lunch. And then I just eat a healthy dinner. So nothing with that has really changed for us. I've learned that nuts can be problematic because you could eat it 15 minutes ago and then like all of a sudden there's one caught in your throat and you're like, uh, and like on camera or on the phone. Um, so yeah, I've even had to look at, you know, there's such a quick, easy, fast snack and, you know, satisfying, but I'll be like, mm, can't risk it. <laughs> so yeah, carrots too. Well, uh, have... I've tried smoothies where you put like, they're kind of chunky, but you put the nuts and everything in the smoothie. Ooh, yeah. With some yogurt, some apples, um, some juice. You just kind of yeah. mix it all up. So that is one way that I have found to still get my nutrients while I'm working. Because mm-hmm. I could take a drink while I'm working. So Okay. Okay. And it's a little, you know, you got a little chunks in it, but it's good. It, it's, it's enough to where you're not, like, chomping in someone's ear. <laughs> I've never put nuts into a smoothie. I do have a smoothie that I... I've talked about actually quite a few times on this podcast, but I've never actually told people what I put in it. But I pack like a pound of spinach into my blender and then I throw in like some coconut milk and usually 
a couple of bananas, and then any other fruit. I feel like I always need to have one other different fruit that could either be like apple or raspberries or blueberries or strawberries or something, just something um, for that sweetness um, because it's very thick with um, spinach, very, very green, um, like thick, <laughs> like a paste. Um, yeah. But what I've learned well, and is that, that would, I mean, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that actually has helped my muscles to feel better. I didn't realize that magnesium is so amazing for sore muscles or like just that uncomfortable feeling that you get when you're, you know, sedate. <laughs> is that right? When you're um, yep. not moving at all. So, yeah. So nuts, yogurt. What did you put in yours? Um, I'll put uh, nuts, yogurt. I just put water in with okay. it to kind of um, make it a little bit not so thick. Yeah. Um, and then I use frozen fruits uh -huh. because it makes it more like a slushy. Uh -huh. And then um, I'll put almonds or, um, yeah, usually just almonds. I don't do the salted or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, you could maybe do some honey roasted almonds if you wanted to add a little bit of sweetness. But I usually just take honey, local honey, and put that in it. Yeah. To add the sweetness because mm -hmm. local honey is good <laughs> do you for allergies in Texas anyways because yes. allergies are bad. We, we've had that. Local honey is like a, it's like liquid gold, literally. Do you, do you make up more than one at a time? Like do you do like double batch or triple batch or do they not last till the next day? I'll do a whole picture of it. Okay. So I can usually get two or three drinks out of it. Um, my daughter likes them too. So, you know, mm -hmm. it, that usually goes pretty fast. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Yeah. I think that for me, like food has just kind of been a lifelong challenge or at least since I was like 30. <laughs> when I was a kid, I would just eat everything. When I was a teenager and a, and a 20 something, you know, I could eat anything and it was fine. But as soon as I hit 30, I had to start to be careful. Um, and so I just have learned that if I have something that's prepped in the fridge, that is like a quick and healthy choice, it's much easier to make a good choice if it's just there. Um, cause otherwise I start, you know, I'll, I come out in the middle of the night cause I work weird hours and I'll just come out roaming for, you know, the fastest, easiest, most satisfying thing I can find. And if there's a picture of that in there, I'm good. Didn't have mine today. So I'll have to go down and have that later. Uh, let's talk a little bit about yeah. what you decided to do when you set up your office. I know a lot of these call centers, I don't know your specific uh, situation, but I know that in general, some call centers have been very specific about like they must have a door that you can close and, you know, there's no, no sounds of any pets or, you know, children allowed at all. Um, but since you guys were just quickly needing to come home, what kind of... Um, what kind of things did you have to consider as you were looking for where you're going to put up your, your workspace? Well, same rules apply. Um, they didn't make any adjustments to that. Okay. So um, I, I only, I live in a, you know, a two bedroom um, kind of small place. Uh, I'm actually growing out of it. I've been here for six, seven years, something like that. And um, my computer is in my bedroom. Yeah. So it was the only option that I had because I had to have a closed door. Yep. So when I'm working, my door is shut and locked. Okay, yep. Because there can't be any interruptions. And mm -hmm. if somebody's knocking, I'm not going to answer mm -hmm. in, unless I can. Mm -hmm. So um, 
that's just, that was the rule, you know. And if the house is burning down, I'm sure she'd be running up there pounding on the door or whatever. But, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I had to remove all my smart devices because of the field that I'm in uh, for security purposes. There's no... Yeah. No, no smart TVs, no mm -hmm. smart nothing. So because it could be recording, no phones, nothing. Wow. That feels, I know that you didn't make the choice to work from home, but that feels really weird that you would have to choose or change what kind of devices you have in your own home. Could it, like they had to be gone out of your entire home or just out of your office area? Out of the office area, okay. outside of the room. So when okay. the door shut, it couldn't hear me. Uh -huh. Um, and so, I mean, that was, that was rough because I, I have a smart home. Everything in my home is smart. Even my lights are smart. Oh no. So, um, <laughs> I had to make adjustments so that <laughs> I could still turn my lights on without having to tell something to turn them on. Uh -huh. Um, I mean, you can always <laughs> do that anyways, but just to adjust myself from doing that, um, was different. Yeah, like even it. a clock, I didn't even have a clock in my room. I had to get an alarm clock just to, <laughs> just to have a clock in my room that wasn't oh, smart. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it's funny yeah. that we're talking about the whole door closed thing, because when I was recording my very last podcast interview, um, I usually have my office door closed. I'm actually in a small closet. Um, it's like our little bedroom, <laughs> small walk-in closet that we just took everything out and it's, it's desk and stuff. Um, for teaching and working and equipment and, you know, cameras and all of lighting and everything. Um, so I have a, I don't have a lock on this door. And, you know, there's a door that goes into my bathroom and there's a door that goes out of my bathroom and then the door that goes out of my bedroom. And so my kids can just walk right in, um, which is what my daughter was trying to do. She was knocking, knocking really quietly and the rule that I have made for my kids is that if you knock one time, I will have heard you. But if I can't speak to you, you need to either wait or go find another adult, which, you know, their dad. Um, because that means that I'm in the middle of something and I literally can't talk to you, but I love you and I can't wait to speak to you, but you'll have to wait. Well, she kept knocking persistently, 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 and finally opened the door. <laughs> and I'm like holding my hand, you know, off of camera, but I'm like... Mm -mm. <laughs> you know, don't come in. Um, and she was trying to get her computer and I think she might've even slipped in and got it and left again. Um, which, you know, it's not a big deal. She has interrupted me a few times when I was recording and it was like, not that actually a different daughter. Um, we had to stop everything. I had to take care of like fixing her dress or whatever I had to do. We had to cut all of that out of the recording and, you know, it takes time to make those edits. And that's one reason why I try not to, but in your case, it's a live call. Yeah, there's no editing that. Yeah, <laughs> none of that. Is there, um, you is just there... have to cross your fingers and hope nobody was listening to that one. <laughs> yes, yes. Is your daughter pretty young or is she like in, in her teen years? I'm not even sure. She's a teenager. She's 13. So okay. she very well understands. Doesn't mean she's going to listen. But right. um, I mean, she's been pretty good so far. There hasn't been any. I mean, there's times that she's knocked on the door. And um, the problem is, is I'm courted to my computer uh -huh. so I've got only so far that I could go yep. <laughs> to reach the door um and so uh you know and and for me it doesn't sit right um to put someone on hold for something like that but yeah. if if it warranted itself it's only going to be a few seconds um mm -hmm. I'm sure they would understand and if I were to get in trouble for something like that then <laughs> yeah 
I have a question. That's um, another conversation. <laughs> are, are you using a headset? Yes. So, so um, is there it, like a you mute know, option? headset they provided? There is, yeah. There's a mute option, and I've used that before um, in certain instances. Uh, but sometimes those types of options aren't always available. Mm -hmm. um, primarily because they're calling with questions, they need something, I'm talking. So for me to just stop talking out of nowhere uh -huh. or um, them to be talking and me to mute because I'm talking to somebody else, I'm missing some important information. Got so it. it's, it, there's a disconnect sometimes if you do that. So I would much rather just ask them, give me a moment to do a little bit of research and I'll be right back with you. I'm here if you need me, but just bear with me. I'm doing some research. And that is the key word right there, research. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Do you have any animals? I do not. Not yet. I would like to get a dog because I think now is the perfect time to, because I'm home. Um, but I don't know, you know, it depends on this transition to the new place, if that's going to be a good fit. But um, I, I, I would like to have a companion. I've wanted one since I was a kid mm -hmm. and my daughter's asking me, I want one. I just think just for therapeutic reasons, I think it would be a good thing. Are you a dog person or just, just, you know, for the yes. record, cats are much quieter than dogs, especially if you're going to be on the phone. I'm an anti-cat. I am anti-cat <laughs> oh, no. anti all the way. I do not like cats. I had one one time and it was a crazy cat. It climbed up my pantyhose onto my shoulder and started biting me in oh, the no. face. And I was like, oh, you're the craziest cat ever. I'm done. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought that I wasn't a cat person until I got one. So um, the story of my cat is that they found her hiding under my car and I was helping with like um, a youth church program. And after this, you know, the teenagers are outside and they said, hey, we found a kitty under your car. And I was like, don't touch that dirty thing, you know, and they put her in my arms and she was like, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Aww. And she came home with me that night and I drove to the neighboring town that had a Walmart at two o'clock in the morning and they paid like $180 on cat stuff. And she's still with us 13 years later, um, discovered that we're allergic. My daughter and I are both allergic um, to her. So we have to take like uh, allergy medicine just about every single day. But um, yeah, my daughter, I walked in the other day and she's just bawling, uh, crying really hard. And I was like, what's going on? You know? And she said, mm -hmm. I just was thinking about, you know, what's going to happen someday when our cat is gone. <laughs> and I was like, you really Aww. love her, huh? But I never felt like I was really an animal person. But then we did have a few very sweet golden retriever dogs growing up, like very good with children. Um, there were a lot of kids in the family. So it was kind of a requirement. But I did cry pretty hard when, you know, our dog got hit on the highway that we live close to. Yeah. So have you ever had one before? It's kind of like having a new baby. Yeah, I've, I've, I've unfortunately had them and had to let go of them for relationship situations, um, mm. you know, and, and circumstantial. I couldn't have a dog with my, my daughter's father. We had a dog. So we had a dog before we had a kid. So, um but when we split, I couldn't take the dog with me. So it kind of, we had to give him up for adoption, basically. And he was, I actually just, I don't know, like a year ago, found the owner on Facebook. Mm -hmm. 
and got to see the dog pictures of him Aww. like 10 years later. Aww. And it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. He's, he's He looks fat and happy and, you know, he's got some hip issues, but he's good. He's a good mm-hmm. dog and he always was. So we did good when we trained him. But, um, yeah. yeah, I miss having uh, that companionship unconditional companionship that is <laughs> right well when you are looking you said you're possibly outgrowing this home that you're in right now you're looking to spread out a little bit so that you could bring in like a, a dog or are you thinking that you might even try to get one now i might try to get one now it just depends um if i find the right dog because i need a hypoallergenic dog so you know that that limits my types of dogs to um, find. I would like to adopt a puppy. I'm not, not that I have a problem with Humane Society or getting a dog that's, um, you know, needs adopted. It's just that I don't want, I want to be able to train my dog. So, and, and I want it to know me and only me as -hmm. its owner. So that's just, um, I would like to find a puppy and that could be challenging for me to find the right kind of dog that's going to fit us. I've got a couple of breeds that would be a good mix for us and our lifestyle. It's going to be a smaller dog, which is new for me. Um, but um, I think we'll, we'll, we'll make the right choice when the time is right. So I'm not going to rule it out now. I just haven't been really actively looking for one just yet. So I want to so. I want to get to talking about what you're going to be doing in the future and what your new opportunity is. But let's let's finish up talking about your home office a little bit. I like to just kind of hear and mm. imagine what people are doing. I know that you're in your bedroom, um, but did they give you any equipment? Like you said that they gave you some stuff, but what yes. did they not give you? <laughs> well, okay, so. The day that everything happened, and and just to reiterate, the reason that I'm moving is I want to get an, I want to have a home office. I want to be able to have a separate room outside of my bedroom so that I can have my own office. Okay. Um, yep. I'm also an entrepreneur, so my my work at home is done in all aspects. So I have my own business, and I also work for a company. So, but um, <clears throat> when the day that things started. Um, see things like this happen <laughs> when I'm working. That's not okay. <laughs> Mine will be going off in 15 minutes. We've got one of those too. <laughs> okay. So, um, but basically, um, they gave us everything that was on the desk. So we left with both monitors. We had two monitors. We left with the CPU. They gave us a headset because we had, um, headsets that were attached to a phone that was on the desk so um mouse and the computer and the keyboard that's it that's all they gave us and the phone as well no not the phone so how did you go from using a phone to not having a phone so they had to (laughs) um open up that platform of things to get that to work um so it was a uh internet based phone system so okay. it hooks directly into the computer um so it's all through the computer itself now you know of course i use my home wi-fi they didn't pay me anymore i got paid no extra for working from home mm-hmm. um granted i was saving money because i didn't have to travel um so i mean it it, it 
count, it balanced each other. I wasn't really upset about it, but yet I had to up my internet speeds because oh, yeah. I have a smartphone, a smart home with devices on it. So I got a separate modem just for my work computer. I have actually um, because been I was having issues that. with that. Yeah. I've got my husband working from home and then multiple children. Uh, they were doing online school, all three of them. Now I just have one online, but they're still on the computer. They're still using, you know, researching and, you know, doing projects and typing and things. And at some point I feel like I'm ready to like uh, just go for it and maybe even choose a separate internet provider so that if one goes down, the other one could be back up. Did you end up going for two modems with one provider or how did you do it? I stuck with one provider because it is cheaper that way Okay. Um, to add a device and add that to it but and to up my speeds than to get it completely separate because, you know, you have all those hidden fees that they right. have in there. Yeah. Um, and so you have new hidden fees in the other company. But um, I'm sure you could find something that's close in comparison um, cost-wise. A lot of times uh, it just that, depends first, on your area. that first contract, they usually give you like a really great, introductory promotion you know and I've learned yeah. that and I haven't done it yet this year but I've learned that if you call back every year you know when that promotion expires if you basically you know want to talk to the retention department and say hey unless you give me something I've been you know eyeballing these other options they'll usually yeah. give you that promotional um but yeah it it bumps up every Every year it goes back up, I don't know, twenty forty dollars It's a shame that it does that because they should be loyal they, you know, to their loyal customers, they should be rewarding them for their loyalty. Right. Instead, they're punishing them by raising the rates and then, oh, we'll do everything to get you to come over to us. We'll right. tell you, we'll give you the sun, the moon, the stars. But the pe once you're with us, we don't care about you. <laughs> they're always trying to upgrade me. Um, well, sometimes they'll upgrade me to a speed that I didn't ask for. And then I've had it happen before where they're like, hey, we gave you a complimentary, you know, speed speed boost or whatever they would call it, you know, you are now getting blah. And um, after they do that a couple of times, they wait about three months and they're like, our rates have increased. And I was like, oh, you gave me well, that free, you know, yeah. boost. And then you three months later, you came by and just increased your rates. Or the other thing is that they've increased my speed um, a few times. And I started having problems because my, my router uh, wasn't compatible with that speed. And the you know, Ethernet cord that I was using wasn't, you know, compatible with the speed or whatever. Like you have to like always then you have to go back in and get another router and um, get new cables. And it's I like having high speed Internet. Yeah, I, I had live, to replace stuff. Mm -hmm. I live in, you know, a metro area right now. And I'm I'm from the country where it was very dial up speed um you know even now my parents they they have a lot of they can stream netflix and do all the things but um it's still very limited as far as like uh like a zoom call is a little bit more challenging at times um should we talk right. a little bit about where you're going what you're what you're doing next are you are you moving out of your area or did you find a company that's close to home or far away so it is, um, it is still going to be a remote position. <clears throat> the company is out of state, so they're not even in the same state, and I'm going to be their first remote employee. Ooh. So I'm not sure what's going to happen. So I'm looking at this as an opportunity to maybe build a foundation 
for future remote employees. So right. this could be a great opportunity for me to um, implement some things that I've learned being in such a large position with, with such a large company mm. um, and bringing it down to a little bit smaller of a company and um, just sharing my experiences of what I've experienced working from home already. So right. I think that that's what they found valuable as well. Um, so, yeah. I know. I'm not really sure what to expect, but it's still the same type of a position because um, I'm a licensed agent, so I'm licensed to sell um, insurance. And okay. so um, I'll still be doing that, and I'll still be doing it as an inbound call position. So calls will be coming in. I'll be fielding those calls or handling those calls coming in. So um, it's still the same type of an environment. Right. Um, but it's probably not going to be as busy because it's not as large of a demand. Company, yeah. Now, you, you said you're, yeah. you're basically closing one door, opening another. Is that, does that mean like equipment is coming in and out too? Are they going to be shipping you equipment to use for the new position? Yep. Yep. I um, should be getting it here any day now. Um, so... They are providing me with everything again, except for the internet service itself. Okay. Um, and the desk. Like, the desk was a big thing because not everybody has a desk. And my current desk that I had, um, where my computer is, I can't put it there for security reasons. Oh, okay. Um, so my personal computer has moved itself to my dining room. Got it. Um, which, that's going to change. But... Um, so I actually, um, due to the immobility of sitting at a desk all day and not even moving to really much to take my breaks and lunches, I got a sit-to-stand desk. Did you purchase um, it yourself? Which or? is amazing. Yes. And I love it. I uh can't even tell you how awesome it is to just be able to stand up and, like, everything goes with me. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, you know, they can't see me, but it would be me and you, and in the background, things would just start moving. Mm. But I would still be seen. You would still be able yeah. to see me. And the desk, believe it or not, I'm five foot seven. the desk comes up to my armpit. Oh, It's that wow. tall. My husband has one. Yeah. And for anyone that has actually listened to all of my podcast episodes, if you have been with me on this journey, um, I keep talking about how I'm jealous because he got a nice one he got an electric one um i always felt like i had a nice sit stand option desk but what really it is is that just the keyboard tray is very wide it's like half the desk it splits and i can lift it really high but it's manual and it starts to kind of like slide down again <laughs> um but i have to manually also raise my uh my laptop which i'm using so i have a split keyboard what i'm trying to say is i have a a Bluetooth keyboard, and then my monitor is attached to my laptop. But in order to do this, I did it last night. My legs have been getting a little, like, um, uncomfortable, itchy, like they need they need to get stretched, I need a massage or something like that. And so I, I thought last night I should stand up. And so I did. I took a big box. I've got my battery backup box. That is a pretty good height, I would say, for adding under my desk to give that little extra oomph. But... Um, but it starts to pull on some of my cords. And so like right before we started to record this interview, I thought maybe I'll do this interview standing today, like my first time ever. Because, you know, we're sitting here for like an hour. Um, 
And I tried to put the box back under my computer to lift it all up. And it started to, like, pull on the cords. And it disconnected my camera. And then I had to, like, restart my computer. And it was a little bit of a pain. <laughs> so, yeah. That's um, water cord management. something that would not be okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. When you're in the middle of something, you can't just get disconnected. And last night, I was standing in the sitting a couple of times. And I have an extremely sensitive cord um, attaching my router. And I don't know if I just bumped Mm. my chair enough on that mat that the cord was going under that it disconnected my router for like three minutes i was in the middle literally in the middle of teaching a kid in china and um they knew that i was gone <laughs> she was having connection issues and then i had a connection issue and i was able to make up for the lost time at the end but um it's not mm. okay like if there is a limit of how much they'll permit me and i only have lost my connection like that like maybe once every three or four months, you know, for just a, a maybe oh, a two minute thing. That's, that's, that's good. That's good in my book because yeah. my, we've had, I mean, technical issues. I mean, this is, this is where I, you know, I think that these, because everything is transitioning to becoming more electronic like this, Mm-hmm. I think that there needs to be a certain amount of understanding. Right. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to be upset if all of a sudden you disappear. Uh-huh. I get it. I understand. <laughs> we'll accommodate, you know. Yeah. Um, most of the people, and, and what's crazy is that there are times that my computer would, like, completely black out, freeze and everything, and mm-hmm. I'm stuck on the phone with somebody. Oh. And it it, it's it's kind of awkward because I don't even know what to tell them. I just start talking about random personal stuff. So what's the weather like, you know, or, uh-huh. you know, are those your grandkids I hear? Oh, I hear a dog. What's your dog's name? And you're just you really have to learn to how to improvise. Yeah. Yes, because you can't tell them. You, you're not supposed to. Okay. But why? Why? Because it makes the company look bad? No. It makes me look bad because I got bad internet because I'm so remote working from home. Like, I don't understand why it's such a big secret um, with it, it. You know, it doesn't make anybody look bad. It's just it is what it is. And people are very understanding of those types of things. So let's just be real with it all. And, um, you know, stuff happens, you know, and, and we just have to improvise and, and adjust and make do. And it's not unprofessional. It's mm-hmm. just normalcy. It's just yeah. things. It's uncontrollable. Man, I would love to talk with someone who works in the internet service provider industry that works from home. Hey, if you're out there, let me interview because I have a few questions. I'm sure that their their growth has been massive, but it's also probably been an extremely huge strain on their um on their whole infrastructure. Speaking of strain and infrastructure, would you like to talk about working from home in Texas this last month or so? You guys had a big snowstorm. (laughs) You want to get into that? (laughs) I sure. I mean, um, it was, it was pretty rough. Uh, we were freezing temperatures we've never seen before in our whole life in Texas. Um, I don't know when the last time it got that cold was, um, I'm from Pennsylvania, so it was even cold for for me, that being from Pennsylvania. I mean, I've been in Texas half my life, so, okay. you know, I, I guess I'm, a, I'm from Texas now. But um, <laughs> I, I'm, I've, been, I've been in colder weather, but it was just very different. We were not prepared for it. Um, we lost power for about four days. 
Mm. We were without electricity. I couldn't stay. I I didn't stay here. Um, it was really cold. It was like 40 degrees inside the house. Um, it was 10 degrees outside the house. Um, luckily, you know, I, I have things pretty insulated and I had put a tarp around my front porch to prevent any drafts coming through. Um, I have, I have neighboring walls. So my front and back of my house are exposed to the elements. Mm -hmm. Um, but the, Walls to the sides of me are, I have sharing neighbors because okay. it's a fourplex. Okay, so that helps protect your pipes, I'm sure, because they probably run the pipes in between. Right. Um, so that, I mean, that helped. Um, but I just, being without electricity, hot water, um, which our water pressure then diminished to the point where you could not even shower mm -hmm. because pipes were busting and and things were breaking, and, and it was just a hot mess. It was, it was definitely, I think, the one of the roughest times probably for anyone that I knew in this area. I mean, I've never experienced, I, I, well, I guess I did when I was younger, um, but we were prepared for those types of things. We right. knew they were coming. We knew what would happen. I survived the blizzard of 95. We had 12 feet of snow. I'm jumping off balconies into the snow like it's nothing. We didn't oh, wow. have school, but we had snow plows to plow out the snow. Right. They don't have snow plows down here. Yeah. They don't have salt for the streets. People were having accidents, and they don't have their pipes insulated. You can't bury the pipes deep enough in the ground for them to not bust. Right. Um, I'm from they're Minnesota. going to be exposed to those colder temperatures. I'm from Minnesota, and, you know, moving south, like, for me, Missouri was considered <laughs> south, <laughs> nine hours south, but it's much, much warmer. And, you know, as a northerner, I would kind of laugh at, like, how nobody knows how to drive in the snow. And then I learned they really can't clear the roads. Like, there just is, there are not enough plows. There might be, like, one plow for the whole city kind of thing. And, like, the houses are not insulated. They're made to hold out heat they're not made to hold in heat um and so in texas you've got the big you know air conditioners i'm sure but not so much on the heat side uh what did you do yeah. were you I able mean, to that... work during that time no no i was not because um you know they gave us two monitors big large monitors um and i mean the cpu was fairly small but I did not have a workspace or a or a secure area to okay. take that equipment to right. to work. Um, I went to a friend's house who had two dogs. Mm -hmm. um, their whole family was there. There was, you know, there was no way that I could keep all that happening. And then still, I've got my kid to take care of. They were getting rolling blackouts too, okay. so it wasn't something that was a feasible possibility. Mm -hmm. Now, the company recognized that. I didn't get in trouble for missing that time or anything good. like that. So that's good. Um, but I didn't get paid. Mm. That's hard. <laughs> yeah. So you don't work. You don't. If you're not working, you're not going to get paid. And um, uh, luckily for me, I did have some time to apply for paid time off. But what about the new people that didn't have any? Right. Or what if I had just used my vacation? Mm -hmm. um, you know, there were 
other circumstances prior to that that also called for that. I mean, there's, you know, been other power outages and things like that that have happened too. So not everybody has four, five, six days of PTO to just put out there like that. So, I mean, I had two, so that was good. Wow. When you are looking at your new position, are you thinking that you will continue, and you're thinking about possibly uh, finding a new home, are you thinking about staying local to Texas, or now that you're going to be working for a company out of state, are you thinking that you need to be closer for any reason? Like, are they going to ask you to ever come on site, or is the world open to you now? Could you could you work from anywhere? What are you thinking? Well, I'm sure I could work from anywhere, being that I'm remote. Um, I really love Texas. I fell in love when I got here. Yeah. It is different than any other state that I've been to, and I couldn't. I couldn't. I've been back home. I'm originally from Pennsylvania, so I've been back to Pennsylvania to visit. Um, not any part of me, except for family. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason that I have a desire to go back is to be with family. But other than that, my daughter would then be separated from her family, and I'm not going to do that to her. Okay. Um, I'm separated from my family, and and that's okay with me. Uh, but she's, you know, she's got others to 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 see and 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 get to know and stay keep that relationship. So yeah. um, I think it would be selfish of me to just up and move. Now, if she moves away and she gets out of the house and she takes off, then, you know, who knows what will happen. But I really love Texas. I mean, this is my home now. Mm-hmm. This is, And I have family. They're just not blood. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so at the beginning of this conversation, you're talking about how you're a social person and that you've been able to find some other ways to have your social outlets. Can you tell us what that looks like for you? Well, um, I always hosted a a game night um, at my house. So even though my house is small, everybody still would come. We would would sit around the coffee table and play games, and some would have to sit on the floor. And we just, I mean, it it was fun. But being that, you know, since the pandemic happened, six foot distance is not something that's attainable in my house. (laughs) Maybe somebody else's, but not mine. (laughs) And, and nobody else really is hosting it. Plus I like having it at my home. I like to bring people into my home. It's cozy or whatnot. And it's convenient too, for me. Um, But um, I've noticed that I don't get the same kind of turnout that I used to. So I have, um, I'm going to be, I'm working on starting a virtual game night so that everyone can participate if they want to. So, um, of course, using Zoom, we will be playing games that you could play over the computer. So I've had to do a little research on that, but I think it's I think it's going to get a t- good turnout. It could turn into something. Who knows? So it's funny that you're talking about this because, um, well, two things. I actually met my husband because I was hosting a movie night at my house um, when I lived back in Missouri. Every week it was, again, I had, I had like the smallest TV of my friends, but I was, you know, able and willing to open my home and people sitting on the floor and people like changing the toilet paper roll themselves and making the popcorn in my kitchen. And I just loved having everyone gathering in my home. I totally know what you're talking about. Um, 
But we actually have recently started game schooling our kids. Uh, our older two kids, we have, once they hit the 100th day of school this year, I was told by the principal that the funding for our um, for the students who are enrolled basically stops after about 100 days. And at that point, it, the school wouldn't be getting any additional funding by keeping my kids there. And I was like, okay, we're out. <laughs> we're going to do our own thing. I was homeschooled as a kid for like seven years. And so I know a lot about homeschooling, but that's an element that we have actually really embraced is the gaming part and like board games and finding ways to like deep dive onto a topic um, because of a game that we've enjoyed or vice versa to play a game and then deep dive and like learn more. So like learning a lot about, we have a game about the States. Um, and so like memorizing all of the States and the capitals has been really helpful. And like another one about colors. And now we've been playing pandemic um, which is a really ironic game to be playing in this year, but kind of a souvenir from last year. What kind of games are you guys doing? Like trivia or board games? Video games? Yeah, it's going to be more like charades. Um, there's uh, like Pictionary because you can use a whiteboard to draw on it. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't done it yet, so I don't really know. It's going to kind of be a test it out, see how it works kind of thing once yeah. I get it started, and I'll just improvise from there. But um, there's another one that's um, it's a story game where you just have people uh, grab her. You've got two minutes, grab five items in your house and mm -hmm. come back to the computer. Okay. And so then they grab their five items, and then you start telling a story. The first person starts, and they say, yeah, my name is uh, Michelle, and I'm, I work from home, and this is the mouse that I use that, um, for, my, for my work. And it's really cool because it goes like this. It bends? And, it can, like, um, it, Yeah, yeah. It's like a it's slap a, bracelet a, mouse? It's, what's that? Is that like a slap bracelet mouse? <laughs> kind of, kind of like that. It clicks like that, yeah. Um, I don't know if it would... So much bend if you slap it. I don't want to try that, but uh, I'm sure it's not very cheap. <laughs> but um, this mouse is uh, $22.50 or something like that. And that's not how much it is, but I'm sure it was way more than that. And then I would, it would go on to the next person. So then they would have to incorporate their item into my story that I started oh, wow. about the mouse. Okay. Yeah. And they could also, pick up, you know, a piece of food and say, yeah, that mouse, I feed it this. And it could get very, very funny. Oh, fun. Um, because it's not really going to make a whole lot of sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and who uh, knows what people might bring. It, it, might, it might have to be a PG-13 kind of a game. Oh, <laughs> night. yeah. Hmm. How many people did you it usually It could get have? interesting if people are creative. How many people did you have coming when you were doing it in your home? In the... In the height, in the height of it, I would say six to maybe ten. Mm -hmm. Ten at most, usually. Um, if there were more than ten, then there might have been another game going on elsewhere, outside, mm -hmm. or something like that. Because um, I would, you know, have beanbag toss or something like that outdoors when it, the weather permitted. Um, but yeah, I would say at, at any given moment, we play Cards Against Humanity. Mm -hmm. um, you can have as many people playing that game as you want. So okay. I want to say we might have had like 12 or 13 people playing one time. Okay. It was, it, it was very 
bad. <laughs> it just, I don't know if you ever played the game. I played but it, it one time, and it was with very, very close friends. Safe, good, close friends. Yeah. Any other favorite games? Yeah. Um, <laughs> another favorite game is um, Do You Know Me? That is a good way for you to get to know people if you don't already know them. Okay. And to find out who knows who the best because mm. it'll ask you, like, I can't, I don't know why this is coming to mind. Like, it'll, it's like you fill in the blank. So you have five questions that you ask on one person and everyone answers it with these yes or no cards face down. So I don't know what your answer is about Joe over here. So has Joe ever skipped school? Okay, so you'll answer face down. He, they answer, they, they put their answer on cards face down too. Uh -huh. So, um, and then when, then we all, then Joe reveals his answer. You read back through them. Joe would reveal his answer and then we would see if you and I guessed it right. And so that's kind of how it works is then you get points on however many you get right and, um, I don't know. I could probably offer a prize, like a $5 gift card or something like that if I wanted to. But it's just you get bragging rights if you want it. <laughs> right. It sounds good. Is it a little bit um, apples to apples-isk? Like a little bit similar to like I've never to... played it. Oh, apples to apples is very similar to Cards Against Humanity, I think. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, Cards Against Humanity is a is a bad game. It's for people with really bad minds i've gotten expansion packs so i just it is an adult only game there's no children in the house or in earshot whatsoever but they do have a family version which is very very fun that too is is a very fun game yeah i just like you can have as many people as you want it's been really fun just learning about so many new games that we've never tried. Like, I was always into these, like, abstract strategy games, like Othello, and I, I really like Blockus, and, like, usually like, two to four people. Um, and I think I kind of got in a rut with all of those, and I hadn't realized how many other kinds of games there are. Like, I was talking about Pandemic. It's actually a collaborative game. So everyone is working towards the same goal of basically saving the Earth from a deadly pandemic <laughs> um and you either all win together or you all lose together and it's still very exciting like tensions are running high and like you know it's it's still got those elements of like winning and losing except for you know you're all in it together and you can help each other it's cool um another one we just picked up the other day was ticket to ride it's like a train game actually um one of my friends who interviewed earlier in the um, podcast um, at the beginning, uh, one of my coworkers from back at Mayo Clinic, she had Ticket to Ride Europe. And she's like, hey, I heard you guys are into games. Would you guys like to try this? And I was like, yes. But then I went ahead and I got the original one because it's a little bit simpler. Um, so we could learn the game. But yeah, that ended a little bit. Um, let's just say that I was winning and then I was losing and my husband left the game. Uh, it was a little bit uh, chaotic at the end <laughs> um, because, you know, <laughs> tensions are running high and everyone's into it. And even the five-year-old's playing. Um, my husband was helping like her do her turns, but we were like playing like the full-on version with a five-year-old and she's keeping up <laughs> oh, with help, actually. Wow. Um, but honestly, I feel <clears throat> like games have been one of the things that have helped us get through this pandemic um intact the other day we played a game on my husband's lunch break 
You know, he gets an hour, which for people that work with a 30-minute lunch break, I've done it. That would be awesome. <laughs> I like an hour. I advocated for myself to get an hour, even though no one else. Well, I, we kind of had the option, but now everybody has an option. Is um, You can do a lot in an hour. I think that, everyone should have an option yeah. of their length of their yeah. lunch. Mm -hmm. If if the company has the means to do that. I mean, yeah. I requested it and was told basically no because we're transitioning to another department because mm -hmm. um, I was about to go through training. So okay. they couldn't accommodate that. Um, no, was that at your previous company I think or going forward? Everyone should have an option. <clears throat> previous company. I'm going to request it at the new company. Right. That is I'm a gonna big set, deal. I'm gonna set the I'm gonna set the pace for everything because I mean after all it is my it is my it's an opportunity for me to be heard about all of the things that I mm -hmm. think that should be adjusted that weren't adjusted because you know these these expectations were set in a different environment and that environment is not the same. So we have to be able to adjust. These companies need to understand that there's an adjustment. People have children at home. People have to make their own lunch. They, 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 there's emergencies that arise that maybe didn't arise because they weren't even available like that. But now people see you, they think you're immediately available. You know, <laughs> I, I don't, there's no way to really handle that. You can't just ignore an emergency. <laughs> so what what would your wish list be if um you know in a perfect world working from home you would like to have an hour lunch or a flexible lunch what else um a little bit more of a flexibility of hours i think would be nice mm -hmm. which moving forward that's what i am going to have i'll have more flexibility Good. it's that you yeah, have to be available between this a.m. and this afternoon p.m. And whatever you do on the beginning or the end of that time frame is up to you. Okay. I love that. And that's um, what... And then, you know, flex... Just being flexible, I think, in general. I mean, if, 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 if my kid were to walk in the room because she's... The toaster oven is, is caught on fire or, or she's burnt the, the chicken McNuggets that she just made or something like that. And, and it, I, I should be able to just be realistic and not have to, um, I guess, fake the funk. Um, I, yes, I still have to remain professional, but these people realize we're all humans here. Yeah. I mean, if I were, if I were taught, if, if I were talking to someone and I've done it, I've called call centers before I call my cell phone company, right? First thing I ask them, do you work from home? You know, and, and I know the rules of being in like a call center environment and things like that and how those things type, those types of things work. Mm -hmm. And, um, I know the rules behind it, but, um, if, if, I want you to keep me on hold for 20 minutes and listen to 20 minutes worth of hold music versus you checking in with me every three minutes because that's the rule that you have to follow. If I'm okay with it, then why should you have to keep following these rules? Okay. Right? Yeah. Or if, if there's a kid, if I can hear you, I'm the customer, and I hear 
um, you're, I hear someone walk into the room, I'd be okay if you call me back because you got something to handle. Okay. I would be okay with that. Yeah. Me as a consumer. Mm-hmm. I would, I'm okay. I'm understanding of it. Now, if I'm busy, I'll tell you, no, I, I, we need to handle this right now. <laughs> yeah. And but I, I just think the flexibility working. of it all and understanding. Like, I was a waitress for nine years, and I think I'm a lot more understanding about what waitresses go through, um, or wait staff in general, um, you know, things that happen. <laughs> um, and you having worked in a call center gives you that grace towards people who are in that same situation. That's good to think of. Um, so what else? Flexibility. Yeah. Anything else? You've got your desk. I think. Yep, I got my desk. I mean, it would have been nice for them to pay for our internet or at least the increase in my internet um, to accommodate that financially Um, because that, I mean, I just made up for it with gas money. My gas money went towards my internet increase. That's all it was, really. In fact, I think my gas money was probably more. Yeah, so, um, and then wear and tear on a vehicle and tires. You don't have to buy tires as soon, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Um. I think that the most challenging thing that I saw happen is the lack of communication. Communication is a very important foundation for any, anything, even in your personal life. Being able to yeah. communicate efficiently and effectively is the key to success. If you can't do that, you're not going to be successful. Not very successful anyways. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Do you, do you um, expect there to be any kind of like um, disconnect since you are working with people who are going to be on site and you're the only person who's going to be remote? Like you're going to have to advocate for yourself. Um, but if you're working for someone who's never worked from home um, or have they, like that's a big question. Like I, I'd like to know. If they have. From home. They okay. have though. So they were all sent home on the pandemic. So okay. they, they know what that environment is like, mm-hmm. um, but now they're returning. So, okay. but they don't have a training environment for remote. Okay. Um, and they haven't fully, I mean, they were obviously fully functional, but <clears throat> me being the outsider now that they're all back, I am, I am a little bit concerned about that. Because um, they might think I'm not working or I'm not doing my part or whatnot, but yet I am. And because they can't see me, they might not understand all of that that's involved. Um, but I am an excellent communicator when it comes to, sometimes I just, t- I, I tell too much, you know, like I'm going to tell you every time I chew my food on my lunch break or something, or I, I'm going to tell you every step of the way. Yeah, and I would rather over-communicate than under-communicate because then there leaves no room for assumptions. Right. Um, And I just, I really hope that this gives me the opportunity to really kind of even make a change for the whole work-at-home atmosphere. Mm -hmm. You know, not that I'm going to change the world or anything like that, but, but just, I mean, if I could establish knowing what I know, establish a foundation for remote employees that would be extremely enjoyable um, for that type of a position, then, I mean, how awesome would that be? Yeah. If, if then it creates a trend that, you know, I could put together a team of people that are all remote 
and they love their job so much that they refuse to go anywhere. And they share it with other people who are trying to recruit them. And now it's created a trend. And who knows? I just changed all the remote jobs <laughs> just because of my opinions, you know. Um, I don't know. I just I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the possibilities and opportunities that will come. I think there's a really big difference between having to come home, you know, on short notice without planning it. You didn't sign up for this. And then it's a different thing to make that decision. I, I am choosing this lifestyle. I'm looking at this for like the long game. Yeah. I mean, the freedom of the freedom to be able to work from anywhere is going to be nice, even though I'm not planning on going anywhere. Um, but it's, it's less stressful. I don't have to deal with traffic. I don't, I mean, I get up and get ready for work every day. I get dressed. I, I get cleaned up just like I would <clears throat> on site. Mm -hmm. Um, some people don't. I, I honestly prefer to do that. And mm -hmm. with this new, um, company, I believe I will have video. Oh. So they'll be in training. They'll be watching me, which I did not have before. Okay. Um, we had cameras, but we just never used them. I see. <laughs> half of them didn't work the half the time. So, um, but, um, I, you know, that's not going to change. But, I mean, there have been times that maybe I woke up late. So, you know, that I'll just have to make do with that. I just won't, you know, wake up late. <laughs> I'll have to fix okay. at least this part from here up. It doesn't matter what's going on below. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm with you. Hey, did you want to chat chat at all about what your you said that you um, have worked for a company and you also have some home business? Did you want to talk about that at all? Like um, sure. Like I've always or... been. Well, it, it's it can be challenging because, um, you know, my stability comes from my full time day job. Okay. Um, I have what you could call maybe a side hustle or whatnot. I accidentally. Um, became a balloon artist and um, started to twist balloons because it just came naturally because <laughs> of my daughter. Um, and so uh, it, it can be a little bit demanding because I feel like I'm always working and I don't ever get off of work because I work from home. So mm. it's, it's hard to separate them. Um, but you know, I've made it about like it's 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 my life. I I live to work, to live to have fun. To I mean, the only times that you know I have to leave the house, I guess, is the best way for me to just escape it all. But um, I don't mind it. It's it's just a part of me. You're I don't the, get stressed because I have to work. <laughs> you're the third person that I have um, interviewed that I have met through the Bloom community, um, but. You know, Charles was just a few episodes ago um, in New Zealand, and he's got he also has a call center job actually that he really enjoys. Um, and then Ken Shoot was early on, uh, but the thing that is most memorable for me um, when I met you is you were talking about your new costume that you got, where you can dress up like a big red balloon dog. So you, if you if you chose it a side hustle, at least it's a fun one, right? Yes, it is. It is. Um, and you missed it. Um, I got a inflatable 
flotation balloon dog too. So oh, it's really? red too. Um, Is it like for the yeah, pool? Yeah, I just, I, yeah, um, here. <laughs> oh, so that is how That's big is it? That's a picture of it. So it looks just like this it is big four red feet. balloon dog. It's huge. Ooh, can you get on it? Yeah. Um, I had it blown up last night, and it takes up my entire living room. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to deflate it so that I could function. Um, hence the reason that I need to move because I just don't have the space that I need to be functional both personally and professionally. Yeah. Um, I've, I'm outgrowing so much that I've got nets in my ceiling to hold the balloons when I have a balloon job. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, I have balloons all above my ceiling right now. That's really <laughs> creative. <laughs> Talk about You have your to space. be. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's like me in the office, in my closet. So you do what you got to do. I usually wrap up yep. these interviews by just asking if there's anything that you would uh, want to share with people who are just getting into working from home or who are considering it. Something that has helped you make it a little bit easier. Like you showed me that mouse and I know that actually looks like a much better mouse than what I have. Is there any like tool or service or something that you've just discovered along the way that has made it your desk, you know, other than that has made it a little bit easier for you? I would say your workspace. The workspace in general, you have to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, I I still need to get a better chair, mm -hmm. um, but making sure that that workspace is got you in you know a position that you can just be functional and you've got the workspace that you need. Um, I like it now because not only do I have the whole up and down desk sit to stand, I would highly recommend that to anyone and everyone who even just works, period. Yeah. Um, whether you're in the office or not, you need, every company needs to have one of those. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and then I have, uh, I also have a control arm that my monitors will mount onto Mm -hmm. And it allows them to pull forward to be, like, literally in front of my face. Okay. Like, I can, I can see the screen better. Um, and so that, that has been helpful um, to have those that can adjust and, and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, that workspace is, is imperative to being comfortable because you don't want to be uncomfortable at home. Yeah. And especially for you, so, yeah. you said you're tethered to your desk, and so it better be good. Some people have the luxury of being able to stand up and leave and walk around and bring their laptop around. With your new position, will you have any more flexibility in that way than you did at your previous one? I will have a laptop, but I'll also have two additional monitors. Mm -hmm. So I won't be able to necessarily just get up and leave. Okay. Um, I don't really know. I'll have a headset, so um, I believe it may be wireless. I'm not certain. I didn't really ask those questions. I just, I just knew that I needed to make a change because my previous employer was not prepared for remote anything. They okay. weren't prepared for training. They weren't prepared for the supervisors weren't prepared. The, Systems weren't prepared for the communication levels that would be necessary because it's easy to 
communicate when you're in front of someone. Yeah. But when you have when when everything you do is through a chat, it's not efficient, it's not effective, and it's there's room for error because words typed in a chat can be reciprocated differently than the way they were intended. Okay. Yeah. So um it's it it's yeah, it definitely um definitely would be why it was, yeah it was definitely a <clears throat> a big strain on everybody and especially these you know companies that have been operating a certain way for so many years to just have to very quickly fluidly you know change everything um it's, something's got to give sometimes well any last yeah. words well i for... think that this no, no not really um last words uh let's let's hope we can have some sort of normalcy yeah um but i i don't i think we're all forever changed yeah no matter how we look at it yeah and um still embrace the ones that you love yeah of course all right michelle thank you for taking this time i know that you uh missed uh balloon jam to to have this conversation with me i appreciate that um, but thank you for coming on in and sharing your experience and good luck as you transition. Um, I hope that thank your you. wish list is, um, is met. <laughs> All right. Yes. Yes. And hopefully I can change the remote industry forward <laughs> for everybody everybody thank you you and yes, me both. for one we'll, and all we'll have to band <clears throat> together thank you so much band. april for this opportunity yes. yeah, it's and fun thank to you talk. so much for the opportunity very good thank you so much we're gonna say goodbye then and this has been april malone with michelle zuspin and this has been yes i work from home take care bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.